I like big books and I cannot lie. Kim and Julie sure can't deny. When a book walks in with a big thick spine, we're gonna have a good time. So, baby, wanna talk books with ya? You get the picture. Just push play and subscribe and turn to chapter five. Hey! Kim, we're back for another episode. <laughs> Yay! I'm ready. I'm ready. How have you been doing this week? What's new? What's going on? I mean, this week has kind of been a hot mess express. I'm just going to like be real. <laughs> My children have um, been a little challenging. My yes. mama heart is drained. Um, extra coffee every day. I literally just finished a coffee at three o'clock. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to be so wired come like five o'clock cooking supper. That's all right. So it's whisking extra fast. (laughs) Yes. But other than that, it's going pretty good. Going good. Um, For those that don't know, Julie is actually helping me hire my very first VA. So that's been like a super fun experience, like being on the other side of things, because I'm always on the application side of things, but never on the reading them, like reviewing them, determining who to interview, all this stuff. So that's pretty cool. And I'm learning a lot about what I need to start <laughs> working on when I apply for things. So yeah. And then I did apply for like probably the biggest client that I could work for and I haven't heard anything. So, you know, it is what it is. Like, at least I tried, you know, I'm not a failure. I'm only a failure if I don't try. So I tried. Do they, do you know when you might hear? I have no idea, but you know, I submitted it yesterday and like obsessively (laughs) checking my email and you know, all the, all the things, but if it doesn't happen, it's cool. At least I tried and we'll go from there. And opportunities that are meant for us are never going to miss us. So if that wasn't the one, there's a reason why it's because something even better and more perfect for you is coming. That's so true. So what's the haps, Julie? Oh man, I have two things I want to tell you. Uh, (laughs) Since since the last uh, time we talked, I started the prequel to Blood and Ash. And I am so stressed out right now because I was reading last night for hours and hours. I'm so invested. And we're getting to like the last 90% of the book because I'm reading it on Kindle, right? So it's stressing me out because it's like Mm -hmm. the percentage. And I feel like, you know, you start to get anxiety. Like there's no way she's going to be able to wrap this up in 10% Mm -hmm. to where it's like my satisfaction because everything is still so crazy. So I'm like, wait. Is she making the prequel a series? Do you she, know? I know she is. I I have <gasps> not started reading it yet, but my, that's what my gut tells me. There's no way she, that's what my gut's telling me. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you yet again. I'm not but saying no. I don't want it, yeah. but also I know how long we'd have to wait because if the new Blood and Ash isn't coming out until like next fall, so fall of 2022, mm-hmm. then how long is the thing for this one gonna take i can't stagum authors they just toy with us you know like i love everything they do but they toy with us no i had a feeling in fact my best friend holly and i we were talking about this book and she said i bet you she makes this a series and i go mm-hmm. i'm waiting on it i'm waiting on it but at least i know it's good 
And I've been waiting to tell you this. I don't know. We've never had this discussion. I don't think, but (laughs) I'm already wheezing. (laughs) I am. I have a lead on a new pet for myself up right now. Do you have any guesses about what it might be? Oh my gosh. Like some really obscure, gross type of lizard or like, um, some kind of weird, like multicolored snake <laughs> or like a slug, a snail, something sticky and slimy. It is, in fact, a jumping spider. Stop. <laughs> Stop right now. Stop. I cannot. I'm not coming to visit you. Like, if I come to Alaska, I'm staying in a hotel. Like, I'm not. I cannot. It has its like little cute little like house shaped container and you put like Absolutely a little flower in there and you feed it crickets. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> That's not right. Or she get like this snake without skin, which is like the weirdest no, it has thing. Skin. Ever. It does. Oh no, scales. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> and then it's a spider. Oh my! I don't know what happened in quarantine. We can, we went into quarantine with a dog, and we came out with three snakes Mm-mm. and a spider. I guess we're not out, so there's still time. I could like collect some other things. I don't have the spider yet, but I'm very excited to Ew. maybe be connected. And you know what? Maybe I should name it Kim. Stop! Stop right now! <laughs> Stop! Because I went into quarantine and came out with like twenty five pounds. You know, <laughs> I did not come out with reptiles and amphibians and insects. <sighs> and if you no name it Charlotte, oh, you know you that's get it. Cute. Or like this, what was the spider's name from Charlotte's Web? I forget. I'm trying oh, to blank. Well, wasn't it Charlotte? Because then it Wilbur was that's the pig. Yes. See, yeah. I'm so smart. <laughs> I remember vividly reading that book in first oh, yeah. grade. For some, like you had to read like a certain amount of pages. And I remember crying and being like, who gives this book to kids? <laughs> so dramatic. What's dramatic? <laughs> and you know what else is traumatic? Owning a spider in your house voluntarily. Oh, no. It <laughs> makes a little cave. And then as it sheds its little like body parts, as it grows, it like builds them into its little cave. And so it's like a cave of (laughs) (laughs) I cannot, I cannot, absolutely not. I'm good with my cat and my dog (laughs) to the end. All right. Well, today we have brought you here. Does it feel like I'm officiating a marriage to share with you some systems books? Yes. And I think I should have a disclaimer because there could be people that come into this episode thinking like, okay, you're an online business manager who thinks dreams, deals, and systems all day. And so they might be thinking like you have a legit, like I have read all the systems books that I can get my hands on and that are recommended to me. That is true. Do I recommend them? Not for most people, because I find that we get to in our head of what somebody else's system is. And the reality is, is that there's no how-to system of somebody else's that you can fully plug into and just like take off from there. That was their system. Like there are pieces that you can take from it. Right. Um, 
And I could see where it could be a scaffolding to help people till they kind of develop their own. But in general, and the people I work with, I'm not a huge fan of some of these systems books. So mm-hmm. we definitely have some to share, obviously, because here yeah. we are talking. But <laughs> um, if you want a comprehensive list of systems book I books I've read, we could probably put them in the show notes. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if you are interested, you could see if there's something on there that you haven't. But I would ask, especially if you're not in this, like if you're not working as an online business manager, a project manager. I would consider, like, I would ask myself why I think I need somebody else's system or framework in my business and make sure it was really aligned before I picked up the book and and took that information in my head. Because right. if you're taking information and saying like, oh, and you start putting the shoulds on yourself, like my business should look like this, or mm-hmm. my system should look like this. It's just more useless information that's going to bog down your journey. So mm-hmm. if you have like some what you might consider janky system going based on what somebody else is doing or like, you know, some book that you read, if it's working for you, like lean into that all day long, because that's part of your magic. So don't take what somebody says in a book as gospel truth, what you should be doing, any of that. So Mm -hmm. there's my little soapbox. Well, that was a good one. That was a good soapbox <laughs> because I, Julie is the systems person, but I am more on like the creative side of things. So anything tech or systems, I'm just, you know, it's not my jam, but I learn it to be efficient in my job. So like I can do the click up things, the Trello things, all the, mm-hmm. like all the project management things, but do I get excited about reading a systems book? Not really. Have I read one that really resonated with me? Yeah. Yeah, I have. But, you know, I I only brought one to the table because only one really clicked with me in general. I'm so curious what um, what book you're sharing. Well, it is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Mm. by Stephen Covey. And I'm going to argue that this is not entirely a mindset book. This is a systems book Mm -hmm. because his seven habits are an effective system for your life, not just your business. So that's why I chose it. I've read it twice and, um, each time it's taken me like four or five months to get through. Cause I'll read just a little bit and then like what Southerners say, I'll chew on it. Yeah. I'll think about it and then highlight, make notes, like meditate on what I've read and all that stuff. So it is not a quick read by any means, but right. it's a good one. Yeah. Do you have a favorite habit from the book? Um, well, his habits, I'll just go ahead and list the seven one, the seven habits in case you're like, mm, I don't really want to read it, but I want to know a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. So the habits are be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put the first things first, think win-win, seek first to understand, synergize, and sharpen the saw. And so um, he has a quote from the book that's one of my favorites, which is what drew me to the book to begin with. And it says that you can be outwardly successful and still struggle with personal effectiveness and healthy relationships. And then he goes on like a lot of um, the first part of the book is about perceptions, like how you're seeing things, because how you perceive it 
it becomes a thought. And then that thought becomes like your life. And so, um, one thing that I have been taught in my walk of faith and like in my personal life is like your thoughts become your reality. Mm -hmm. And so like this book, so, um, help me hone in on that. And that's still like a daily struggle for me because I'll catch myself and those negative thoughts. And we were talking just before we started recording about some negative thoughts I was having regarding motherhood yeah. and how I knew that those were not true. And so now I'm just like, Mm-mm, I'm not accepting that. That is not my perception. That's not my reality. But um, I think one, I have two habits that are like my favorite the f- one he says, um, begin with the end in mind, mm-hmm. like have a clear, like have very clear goals and a destination because in, uh, in beginning my business, for an example, my end goal was to come home and homeschool my daughter. Yeah. And now we're going through this process of realizing mm, homeschool might not be the best thing for Allie because Um, She has special needs and several different diagnoses and it's just, maybe it's not meant for me to teach her. So now I'm like having to retract and go, okay, so what's the end of mine now? What's my clear destination? So I, when I started talking to Josh about it, I think I even quoted the book and I'm like, well, now I have to figure out another destination Mm -hmm. in this journey of like online business owner and all this stuff. And then my other favorite one is when he talks about sharpening the saw and he discusses valuing the differences in people because they sharpen you. Mm. So, and I actually love that. And so I, on it, I rarely will turn to people about like really big decisions that would have the same view as me. You know how, like (laughs) when you're in a spot You'll turn to those people that will tell you exactly what you want to hear. Yes, I do. (laughs) I've kind of gotten away from that in my, in my old age. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I married a man who's the total opposite of me. So for those of you that just are dying to know, I'm an Enneagram too. So I'm like the helper, the server, all the, like the servant, all this, like wanting to help empathetic like love on you, hug you, encourage you. But my husband is an Enneagram eight. Mm. And so he's the challenger. (laughs) They're ruthless. Like in a good way. I love Enneagram eight so much, but they are like, that is the opposite of a two. (laughs) Total. And the way we think. So a lot of the time I'll turn to him and he'll be like, well, you know, that's not cool. That's not right. Like you're, you have stinking thinking what the thought that you feed, it grows and then it dominates thought, feed, grow, dominate. Like he'll give me all this like advice. And I'm like, why couldn't I see that? And he was, and he normally tells me, well, you just can't look past your perception of things. And he's right. So like, for example, the situation that we're going through with Allie, he's just very like black and white about it. Okay. It didn't work. So let's try this. And I'm like, but no, what if that's the wrong move? You know, there's a lot of gray here. And he, you know, just encouraged me. He's like, it's just school. It's not like life or death. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going to be okay. And so um, I love sharpening that saw. I'll come to you for business advice or like 
how to interpret situations mm-hmm. with different people because I'm like, I'll be in my feelings about it. Yeah. You know, if I get an email from a client and it wasn't the way I thought it would sound or, you know, I'm worried, oh God, what if they hate me? You know, I'll go to Julie. I'm like, Hey, will you read this email? And here's the situation. What should I think about this? Because you're an Enneagram seven. So you're very like, we have a lot of similarities, but you're not a two. So you help me to see, you know, a different side of things there. Ellen on our team is an Enneagram one. So mm-hmm. I've turned to her for advice several times because she's so logical about yes. things and um, she analyzes the situation so well and with such wisdom that I'll turn to her. So anyway, this book, if you have some time <laughs> and you just want a good, slow read, his seven habits really will help you. You know, do I do these seven habits perfectly on a daily basis? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> But I do try and they do arise in situations when, right when I need them to like that knowledge and those tidbits that I got from it. So I really did enjoy the book. Good job, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> I think I have that on audiobook somewhere. And so it's one of those ones. that's nice to revisit from time to time and uh, just like redig into it. I just mm-hmm. such a, I think I used to have it on CD actually, and like rolled around in my little Dodge neon listening to it. <laughs> Nice. I like that. I still have a CD case in my car, so don't hate. And I still have CDs that I burned off. What was that? Um, what was that burning uh, mm. website where you burn CDs? You burn songs illegally. I know. <laughs> I, I did it, but I can't remember. I could picture. Oh my like, gosh! It it's like. gonna. Oh wait, is it? No, that's not it. Somebody <laughs> tell us. Whatever. But I actually have a CD. And I still have, it's so scratchy, won't even play, but I used to burn the CDs and then write the title, like make a really cute title and like put doodles in different color Sharpies. And on this CD, it says, I hope you brought the peanut butter because I brought the jam (laughs) (laughs) and I still have that CD. (laughs) You're welcome. Go ahead. I love it. I would do like seasonal because I'd be like, okay, it's spring, you know. When did we even do that? 2000. And then I do something, but my brother had these ones that looked like, um, records and, uh-huh. but they were CDs. And then he would do, he was always trying to expand my, what he considers like very lame music palette. <laughs> nice. Him and Josh might have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right. So I am going to bring a book that is actually, it's actually a systems book. It might be the only one on this podcast about systems books, but it is, I'm holding it up to you. Like, I don't know. Nobody else could see systemology by David Jennings, create time, reduce errors and scale your profits with proven business systems. It sounds dry, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) sure. But the nice thing like this is, it has this forward by the guy who wrote the e-myth, which is sort of like the classic um, work in the online space book. It's a book mm-hmm. that people still recommend that I think still has a lot of value. And there's just, this book is it's thinner compared to some of the other systems books. It maxes out at like 200 pages. Um, okay. it has great stories. It's really, really simple. It has examples, but there's nothing in this book that someone couldn't pick up. And take something away from. It's not overly Mm -hmm. complicated. It doesn't try to, I'm going to bring up a book that, you know, I 
don't like when it comes to okay. systems. I'll show you Traction by yeah. Gina Wickman. Like, don't if you love this book, I'm I'm so happy for you. If you found like what you were looking <laughs> for here, to me, this is overcomplicated. There's lots of rules. Like there's these, I'm showing Kim now, there's these like pages oh, no. and pages of charts and graphs. And I actually got this in audiobook first and it was a nightmare because they read all of these things and the footnotes and like the writings really little, but I feel like if you came from corporate, if you like that corporate model, or if you desire to have a business that runs like that, I would still say, go with somebody like Alex Sharfin and the Sharfin method, because I think he is sort of that cool hybrid of he's Mm -hmm. really good at systems and mindset, and he's going to get you organized. And this is like, this traction book is just, it's, it's not my jam. It's too. Fun. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think people, if somebody's telling you how to have your meetings, how to do this, how to do every single aspect of your business, it's just, are that you, stress me out. Yeah. Are you having their business? Or are you having your own business? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not my jam. So systemology, I really like it. I think if you are looking for a systems book, and whether you're looking for it in your business or your brain just works that way, I think that's a good one. Nice. All right. Should we talk about, I don't know if you know who this guy is. This is a book that I have. It's a system for learning and I okay. love learning. And, you know, sometimes you pick things up though, and it comes down to like, am I really taking it in? I read this book when I was actually, I was really studying Russian intensely and learning a new language as an adult. I don't buy into the fact that it has to be hard, but I do Mm -hmm. think without being immersed in the language, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. challenges. It is very challenging to practice and retain it. So I got this book Mm -hmm. and it's called Limitless by Jim Quick, K-W-I-K. And if you look at this guy, he has such a cool um, Instagram page because he for example, works with Will Smith and a lot of other really famous actors. So he trains them for their movie roles to retain their lines and do all this stuff. And I have it like bookmarked here. I'm going to open it up, but he talks about just opening it up. He has these foundations about like free your mind, becoming limitless, the mindset of being limitless, the motivation. So it kind of like touches on all those things. And then he does the how. So he talks about how to focus, how to study memory, speed reading and thinking. And then he has like some suggested reading, a plan to put all this stuff into practice. And I really, I, I like his style. He's really fun to watch. And if you are looking for a book that will, it's a system to help you learn and retain information. I think you can't get any better than this book. And I'm going to have to add that to my list. And I really needed that in grad school. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Right. I think even like as moms were Mm -hmm. retired, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like taking in any information and retaining it can be challenging. And so Mm -hmm. tools that will help us do that are really fun. And there's some cool examples. I don't aspire to be one, but somebody like Sherlock Holmes, right. Who Mm -hmm. they say like that he would build these mind palaces. Have you heard about that? It's like you build a room in your mind and then to remember things, you put things in the room that's in your mind. This is a very like, (laughs) uh, high level explanation. Don't message me if I got it (laughs) 
substantially wrong, but it's like, if you're trying to remember a certain word or something in your house, you put it in your mind palace and then you can kind of like walk around and visualize that and remember those things. And I think Jim quick talks about that in this book is one of, um, one of the tools he uses. I like that. I like that. Cause you know, I forget what I'm saying. mid sentence. <laughs> That'd be really helpful for my mom brain. I think my brain gets bored mid-sentence sometimes. And then I just decide <laughs> to like stop talking and start talking about something else. But I don't know which one is. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that was good. Do you have any more? Yeah, I have mm-hmm. um a book. I feel like this isn't uh advertises systems book, but It is called Retention Point, The Single Biggest Secret to Membership and Subscription Growth by Robert Mm -hmm. Scrob. So it's S-K-R-O-B. I think that if you have a subscription or a membership, this book, and it's a little book, like it's 139 pages. It has like big pictures and stuff in here. So it's not even all of that is reading, Mm -hmm. but this will set you up for such an elevated experience in your membership and your program. I think a lot of this can be adopted with online courses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it walks you through what people are showing up to gain from you. It's talking about your onboarding, your offboarding, mm-hmm. and it's giving examples of what those things look like. He wrote this on a plane. So it's kind of cool because he's like, I sat down on a plane and I have 27 hour plane ride. It's like, he's really far away. And so he wrote this whole book on a plane ride, but he has this super cool. I'll I'll read a little bit about him. It says for more than two decades, Robert Scrabb has helped hundreds of membership programs launch and grow from startups to become some of the largest membership and subscription companies in the world. And I also think it's not too bro marketing. Yeah. Some stuff there's value, but you have to kind of pick through some outdated mindsets or things that might not feel super aligned or authentic to who we are. And this book is not that like it says, you know, here's why we have an onboarding sequence. It's really helping you serve the people that you want to serve in the highest and best way possible. And so the mindset and the perspective is coming at it, not like how you can do this to make more money. I think that's always a byproduct. The more people you can serve, mm-hmm. then that, that abundance increases. You will love this book if you are thinking about setting that up or if you already have one, yeah. it's not too late to implement the things that he talks about. Well, I will say that I'm probably going to have to read that book because um, I don't know if the audience knows or not, but I serve, I was a teacher for 10 years. So I did three years pre-K and seven years sped. And so my niche is the education niche and I serve um, TPT sellers. So I have about 80% of my client load is TPT sellers and a lot of them have memberships or they want to move towards a membership A membership is a goal for them um, where they can give like monthly products for their um, grade level that they're serving or their niche in education that they're Mm -hmm. serving. So that would be really good. And I also listened to a podcast this week. Um, It was Erin Waters on School of Sellers. Just plug for her podcast. If you are a teacher or in the education space, you need to, or if you serve the education space, please listen. Cause it's really good. Mm-hmm. But, um, she went through an entire journey of 
creating her membership that she's launching in January. And it was really interesting. So yeah, I'm gonna have to read that one. Yeah. I think it applies. Like I said, I know it says on the front, it's a membership and subscription, which there are some things dedicated to that, but I could see a lot of things being applicable to online courses and Mm -hmm. the examples are always appreciated because I'm the person that I don't want to copy your example, but it just helps me sort of visualize what I'm looking for and what I'm going for. If I can see what other people are doing with certain concepts. So, right. Right. Good good stuff. Yeah. Well, that is our short and sweet episode on books all about systems. Yes. So if y'all have some system books that you like, that you recommend that have helped you in your life or your business, please send us an email, shoot us a DM on Instagram. That's kind of like where we hang out the most. And yeah, I would love to hear y'all's recs on system books. Maybe you'll like bring me over to the dark side. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. And I will put the other ones that have been recommended to me in the OBM space that are, there's a lot of value to those books. I don't want to poo poo them. So I think there's some really cool gems there that people will Mm -hmm. like and appreciate. So for sure. Y'all have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) So awkward. (laughs) See you on the next podcast. (laughs) 